It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. The Chicago Bears solve their quarterback problem with Andy Dalton. Are the Celtics more like the Bucks or the Knicks in the East? Plus, how can LeBron James change sports from inside the owner's box? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Chicago Bears reportedly made a big push for Russell Wilson, but ultimately landed on Andy Dalton, one of the truest and most literal versions of you versus the guy she told you not to be worried about, but really in the reverse way that we normally think about it. Joining me now from Locked on Bears, Lauren Cox. And Lauren, this seemed like the most likely outcome all along. Why would any Bears fan have gotten hopes up that it would have turned out differently? You know, you would think after lifetimes of people going (laughs) through this that they they wouldn't, right? They they would not, but... How many days straight of Russell Wilson reporting and rumors did we hear? And it was all Bears, all Bears, all Bears. And you start going through the other teams that Russell Wilson had listed. The Saints signed and re-signed and extended both of their quarterbacks. The Raiders keep shedding offensive linemen and backing up Derek Carr with all of their support. And the Cowboys spend the big money on Dak Prescott. So it's like, all right, clear path between Seattle and Chicago. It's all lined up. The reports were that the Bears made as strong of an offer as they felt they could, that they really went all out, emptied the chamber, I think was the word NFL Network Stacey Dales used today, that they they threw a huge offer at Seattle. Seattle said they didn't want to make a deal, and so I guess Andy Dalton is plan B? How much better is Andy Dalton than what they had at quarterback last year? Because I think that's really the only question that matters for Chicago in 2021, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're going to hear a coach and general manager try and sell you really hard on it Mm. being a quarterback. A coach and general manager in the last year of their contracts, it should be pointed out. Two guys trying to save their jobs and their big unveiling of here's our solution is Andy Dalton. It just, it, it, it leaves a lot of Bears fans feeling like, all right, what's what else? Like, what's what's next? This can't just be it, right? I mean, there's got to be more. You lift up the box and look underneath. Like, is there is there anything else? <laughs> is, is this all there is? Like, it, well, and then, so like, does this permanently rule out a Russell Wilson trade? I guess technically, probably not. There's already huge financial jump hoops they have to jump through at this point anyway. So what's what's an Andy Dalton contract added into that? But realistically, this is the Bears' plan for their veteran starting quarterback next year, and and all of the hope at this point is. Rookie quarterback, get some kind of rookie quarterback that Bears fans can at least feel hopeful and excited about. Because if it's just Foles and Andy Dalton and quarterback three, Tyler Bray, back for the 11th straight year as a practice squad quarterback, it's not going to be an easy sell for season ticket holders. What is the plan for finding a long-term solution for the Chicago Bears here? I mean, trade for 
Gardner Minshew or Sam Darnold? I mean, it's like, what's what's the point of having Andy Dalton in at that point, right? I mean, I guess when it comes to the draft, Adam Schefter said today that you take it to the bank was the phrase he used to say four quarterbacks in the top six or seven picks really backing up other things we've heard about the hype mm. for this top quarterback class. So then is Mac Jones going to make it to 20? And is Mac Jones even a quarterback you can get excited about at 20? I mean, another one of these sort of big arm Alabama quarterbacks that we've seen. There's, there's always reason to be excited about each one. But like, does that move the needle for Bears fans and for Bears ownership to say, all right, Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy, you get to keep your job. Want to beat me in March Madness this year? Play against all your favorite Locked On hosts by entering the ESPN.com Tournament Challenge. Search Locked On Podcast Network and join. The winner of this group gets to come on a future episode of Locked On today. Coming up, are the Celtics more like the Bucks or the Knicks in the East? That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball, Baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Hey everyone, Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans here. I don't know if you want to call it game time or choke job, but New Orleans somehow found a way to blow a 17-point lead with six minutes left to go. Lillard said after the game that he's been here before, that he's put in the work, that he knows what to do to win games. It is very clear the Pelicans don't. This was the 11th blown double-digit lead for New Orleans this season. Brandon Ingram missed two game-icing free throws. Nikhil Alexander-Walker lost the ball out of bounds. And Eric Bledsoe fouled Lillard while the Pels were up one. This wasn't one player blowing the game. It was the entire team. Until they figure out how to close, it's going to be a rocky season, and you'll waste a 28-point performance from Zion Williamson like the Pels did tonight. It's frustrating, but a sign of a young team. And I guess they can only go up from here. Heartbreak for the Knicks again. Man, I do not know if my heart can handle too many more games like this. This is Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks. The Knicks fall 99-96 to to the Sixers on the road. On the road back-to-back right after losing to the Nets so close last night. The two top teams in the East, they're without their, their top superstars, but still arguably just as dangerous as ever. Both of them had won a ton of games prior to facing the Knicks. And the Knicks lost by a combined eight points to those two teams uh, over two nights. So 
little bit of a heartbreaker because the Knicks blew a lead. You never want to see that. But these are learning moments. The Knicks are a young team. These last two games, they did pretty admirable, even if they didn't get a win. Tiger Woods has returned to his South Florida home to continue recovery from the serious leg injuries he suffered in a one-vehicle crash in Southern California on February 23rd. Woods said in a statement via Twitter that he is so grateful for the outpouring of support and encouragement that he received over the past few weeks. Every NFL team is adding players and paying players, even the New England Patriots. But apparently the Raiders didn't get the memo. I'm your boy Q from Locked On Raiders Podcast with breaking news about Raiders center Rodney Hudson being released by the team. Now, it's not official yet, but it is a report that is out there right now. Really strange turn of events saying the Raiders have already really kind of uh, gave a facelift to their offensive line. Trent Brown is now in New England. There's a report that Gabe Jackson is going to be released. Richie Incognito has been released. Now the anchor, the center, Rodney Hudson, is going to be gone. Since 2015, he's had over 3,000-something snaps and he's only allowed three sacks so uh, obviously he's a dude he is an absolute mauler when it comes to the offensive line again he's been the anchor he's been holding it down for a very long time Andre James is the guy that the Raiders are excited about he'll immediately fill in that role but he's not Rodney Hudson so not too sure exactly what led to this release it's not going to be a salary cap savings it's actually going to be 15 million dollars in salary cap uh, dead money so that doesn't save them any money this year really a strange turn of events for the silver and black as they are releasing center rodney hudson here is another story you need to know the utah jazz beat the boston celtics 117 109 on tuesday night donovan mitchell scored 29 and had a late Trey to help seal the victory. Joining me now from Locked On Celtics, John Corrales. And John, I know that there have been a lot of extenuating circumstances for Boston this year. The injuries, of course, COVID-19 played a role in, in what was a sluggish start for them. At what point do we have to start wondering if the Celtics are closer to the Pacers and some of these perhaps middle-tier East teams than they are the 76ers, the Nets, and the Bucks. So I, I never really thought that this year, as currently constituted, they were going to be in that mix, unless everything went perfectly, which it obviously didn't. So I always thought that the, there was a chance that those top three teams in the East could be their own tier. Boston maybe could sneak into the bottom, but maybe could separate themselves as a second tier of their own and then be, you know, it the rest of those teams would kind of shake out. But right now they are, I, I think you can say they're close to the top of that. And in whether you think they are, might just depend on your perspective, what your zip code is. So <laughs> I, I think the Celtics have shown that they can hang with Brooklyn. They can hang with Utah. They just haven't been able to beat them, but they played better in that game and they blew out Houston. So that's a good sign. But if they played the way they played against Brooklyn and Utah in February, they wouldn't be here right now. They'd be, they'd have a much better record. Is there a trade to make? I mean, is there something out there for them to get to where they, they want to go? Yeah, that's the big question with this team. There's nothing on the horizon that really moves the needle. That when you look at the Jazz and when you look at the Brooklyn Nets, the two most recent Celtics losses, you say, wow, the Celtics, even if you add Harrison Barnes to this mix, how much does this really help the Celtics? How much does Aaron Gordon really help the Celtics? And then you hear what these other teams want for those guys, and you're like, eh, 
that's going to be a, a hefty price to pay for guys that did, did they really put you into that stratosphere? So on one hand, no, they can't overplay their hand and waste an asset that's, that might be better used in the offseason with an eye towards potential future free agents and acquiring assets that might be used to trade for, I don't know, a Bradley Beal down the road who's Jason Tatum's best friend. But at the same time, these guys are busting their butts. They're working hard. They're putting in a lot of time and effort and making a ton of sacrifices. Danny Ainge does owe it to them to improve this roster somehow. And so I'm expecting maybe a smaller trade that might be able to snap things into focus a little bit. How can LeBron James change sports from inside the owner's box? The cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why not? When you've got names like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel, double chocolate, all of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And yet, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. It is a miracle of modern science. I'm telling you these things are the best. I have tried every protein bar on the market in my life. Nothing holds a candle to Built Bar. They truly are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. LeBron James is now a partial owner of the Boston Red Sox. And if you were going to pick a professional athlete who would eventually become an owner and just predict who that might be. LeBron James would be near the top of that list. This is something that I think is the kind of thing that could affect change beyond what we normally see ownership do. And to explicate that conversation a little bit, Ross Jackson is here from Locked On NFL and Locked On Saints. And Ross, one of the, the big parts of the protests from the NBA this summer was about those people in power using their power and the people who were not in power changing the power dynamics, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to race. How do you think having someone like LeBron James in the owner suite could change some of the fundamental things about sports? It's a fantastic opportunity to begin to see some level uh, shifts in the sporting world to have that voice in ownership meetings and to have that voice in ownership across uh, a major sport and across multiple major sports as we're starting to see a little bit of a rise into that. I mean, we even see ownership in the XFL's case now, right? To me, when you have someone in the room, and by the way, that person is LeBron James. Right. It's not <laughs> just if you had a, a CEO of, of color at Chase Bank and mm -hmm. he bought a team, that would carry different weight, right? This is LeBron right. James. Yeah, 
And I think that's part of what's what makes this so incredible too, is to see somebody that comes in with an established weight and an established command in his own sport and not even in his own sport, but across the sporting world, right? Like this is an all universe type person that has now bought into this franchise. And also you're bringing somebody that not only came up from the the organizations that we're trying to challenge to continue to progress and continue to change. He also came up fighting for it the entire time. He's been increasingly vocal and I, I could, shouldn't even say increasingly, I should say consistently vocal while also being increasingly vocal over the course of his entire career. There would be no reason to expect that to change now that he's in an owner suite. In fact, it maybe propels him a little bit further to be able to drive some of these conversations. And we know because we have seen this before, you and I have discussed this off of, off of microphones before, the ability of just having somebody in the room that allows a group to make a better decision than the one that they would make on their own. And now mm-hmm. he can be somebody that a lot of folks will trust to speak up, to be that voice, to be representative without worried, without being too worried about over-representing, which is a very different situation, but him being able to be representative of a more progressive voice, a voice that is geared towards social justice, a, a voice that is geared towards uh, continuing to progress these conversations and what we're seeing within sports, that's a really, really uh, unique perspective that we've yet to see in any major sport so far. There is also something I think unique about it being Boston, right? Mm-hmm. And and he has a, a pre-existing relationship with the Fenway with Fenway Group, so it's not like you know he went out of his way to pick a city mm-hmm. that has a reputation for you know the racist roots and 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 history that is there. But there is something I think that is that is cool and symbolic about it being Boston. Because for exactly the reasons that I just mentioned, because of the reputation and because of the history that it holds there. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's all of that in terms of the social history and the socioeconomic history. But then there's also the the franchise history, right? This is a very right. historied franchise, which is usually equipped with an opportunity to say, well, this is how we've always done it. Now, all of a sudden, if one of those more history, more grounded, more rooted, more representative franchises of the whole of the MLB starts making more progressive change, starts making more meaningful change and meaningful, less cosmetic action, but actual action, right? It's not just about, you know, spray painting end racism in the back of the end zone. It's about taking steps towards challenging racism within your own culture. And if you see that happen on an insular inward looking level with one of the most established franchises in major sports, not even just the MLB, but in major sports, then all of a sudden the idea of, well, we don't have a model. We don't know how to make this work. We don't have the vocabulary for it. We don't have the experience for it. We are going to continue to just do what we've always done. All of that goes away because here's a shining example of what this could be as long as you're able to find a way to follow through with it. And finally, the NCAA will accommodate BYU's school policy of not competing in athletic events on Sunday should the Cougars reach the Sweet 16. The organization announced Monday the East's regional semifinals and final would move to Saturday, March 27th and Monday, March 29th if the Cougars win their first two games. The Midwest region, which is currently slated to compete on those days, would move its last two rounds to March 28th and March 30th. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Thursday, we get you set for the 2021 NCAA Tournament. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.